Hello everyone and welcome. I'm going to read to you something I wrote today. I'm not quite sure what to title this segment, but I'll figure it out <laughs> later. My past has been like suffering a slow death by a thousand cuts. The saddest part is how the family I was born in are so protective of the individuals who cut me. They love him because he is the fun grandfather who gave ride on bicycles and gave them candy. So my life with him mattered very little. They love her because she is their mother, so no one is supposed to speak ill of anyone else's mother. That is like an unwritten golden rule. So what is a child who felt the unfairness of her blows supposed to do? I have to fight for my story, and I dislike fighting, but I am not allowing my family to cancel me, to pretend I never existed among them. The two family members who loved me and who benefited the least from my journey have now passed on, but the ones who despised me has benefited from my life as a sacrifice for the greater good of a family. These two individuals has to pretend that I am not a good person so they can feel better about the role they have played in my story so they can feel better about their parents' role in my story. The only person who ever apologized to me was my mother. She has to sacrifice me for a better life. My father's way of apologizing for his role in removing my mother from my life is to say, you must forgive. There were times I wondered what I did to this family to make them treat me so different. I wondered why my presence, even the way I walk and talk, seemed so offensive to the family who raised me. What is so wrong with me that I couldn't be loved for myself? I asked God for all the all these questions, sometimes through tearful prayers, sometimes just talking out loud. I don't believe in, in ancestral worship because of my family. How could anyone worthy of worship cause these creations to be? I am glad that I went to church with my Auntie Lumpy because I saw how often she called upon God out loud. She could be outside cooking or washing and she sang her gospel tunes. I learned from her that God is everything when you come from a family that make you feel like nothing. I used to feel that God has enough to do in this terrible world than to concern himself with my issues. I only went to God after I get so tired of waiting for things to work out in my favor. The miracles I have seen God work in my life should have been enough to make me have a relationship with God that was deeper. I would forget God until life grew desperate. I created so much hardship for my adult life, proving to myself that I did not need anyone to take care of me, not even God. I thought I had the power in my will and in my careful planning. One day I found myself so sick, stricken with fibromyalgia. Tremendous pain surged through my body. Sharp, needle-like pain in my knees. Heat and fatigue at the back of my knees. Feeling like a bowling ball was lodged under my ribs. I would bend over to pick up my shoes and end up with angina, unable to speak or move. Some hours I would lay in my bed, feeling like the angel of death was near. And you know what? I was ready to go. I had lost all ambition, because when I found myself without my health, I couldn't believe in a future. 
I looked around for love in humanity and found it in my mother's determination to help me regain my health. And in my daughter's presence, just seeing her, I could force a smile. I remember going to register at school and I had to stop walking and ask her to wait for me. She must have been 50 steps ahead. She waited. I caught my breath. I did not want to turn to her father for everything. I wanted to do my part and to quiet that persistent paranoia that I believed then, that he could fight for full custody if he knew how sick I was. I had lost the status I once had in life by then. My life from 1997 to 2008 seemed to everyone that I had it all. Then the separation. Then in 2010, I attained a successful boyfriend that made me seem to others that I could still pull quality men. I need his job title to make me look good. After all, he was a civil engineer. I needed this because I was trying to prove to my ex-spouse, who no longer wanted me, that someone handsome and successful would take on my burdens and love me anyway. It made him speak to me as if he was jealous and even ask about his muscles. If my then-boyfriend worked out all the time, it made me laugh to myself. It was just a little win, but as time went on, I did more self-reflecting, and I found that my lack of self-love, my lack of deep relationship with the eternal mother-father-God was the true source of my problems. My life made me question my worth, and it was the outside noise. It was like the outside noise had finally won. But I turned my attention to my inner God. I bought a new Bible. I stripped off all my clothes. I laid on my bed, laid face down in the softness of my bedspread. My whole body stretched out with the Bible in both my palms, and I cried to God like a newborn baby. I asked my eternal parents to please pick me up. I confessed all my feelings, regrets, disappointments, and I asked for forgiveness for my errors in thinking and ways of being. One day, the Holy Spirit led me to read Psalm 1 of the Bible. I memorized the first three verses. I sat down with a pen and a notebook that I thought about every verse. I will paraphrase it for my purpose. It says, Blessed is the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but her delight is in the law of the Lord, and on this she meditates day and night. She shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth fruit in due season. I love that line especially because I can feel in my soul that I have a harvest coming, and my life shall be abundant once again. It goes on to say, Her leaves shall not wither, and whatever she does shall prosper. While at this stage of my life, I want to know what prosperity feels like. I already know what it looks like because I once had the look and I was happy often. But I was lonely often too. Much of the material things I had acquired, I did not even knew I had until the, I got the news that my house was sold and I have two weeks to leave. I gave away so much and I'm now renting my mother's basement and it is well furnished. I'm developing a new definition of success from this verse and feeling joyful about the promise that as long as I apply the teachings of the Mosaic Laws and the teachings of Christ, that my leaves will not wither. I will have everything I need to thrive in the world, and whatever I do will prosper. This for me means that no one can use their influence to undo my good works, because this time I'm building a life through my relationship with the Eternal Spirit, my Mother and Father God. I want to touch upon the verse, her delight is in the law of the Lord. It is clear that in that verse that God does not want his children to act as though living the eternal law is a chore. It implies to me to be happy doing the right things or don't bother. The eternal law of the Lord refers to the Ten Commandments for the, or the Mosaic Laws and the gospel of Christ Jesus who fulfilled the law and explained in the New Testament how best to show our love for God. 
All the years I went to church, this went over my head because I went to different denominations over the course of my life, and they are they are sometimes similar, but they sometimes differ. I have finally chosen a denomination that is suitable for my beliefs called Unity. It teaches about the body, which is a temple for the soul, the soul a temple for the spirit, which is God in everyone. I feel that Unity has helped to bring my Christian education into maturity. My education continues through independent reading, analyzing, and applying what I understand to my life. My experiences, my dreams, and interpretations I want to share with you. I'm glad that I did not make it on my own. Through my struggles with my health, I learned humility. I realized that had I been successful through my human will alone, I would have remained closed off from a relationship with the eternal God. My heart would have remained closed, basically unforgiving, and my conversations with myself would continue to be negative and harping on the pain of the past. I am utilizing my spiritual gifts daily, waiting to hear a message from the eternal spirit directly, waiting to be led through meditation and prayer, developing strength to overcome the obstacles here on earth. One thing I know is certain, I have never heard a testimony given by anyone that says, I have lived the Ten Commandments all my life, and I have learned the teachings of Christ Jesus, applied them to my life, and still I have never prospered here on earth. Have you ever heard such a testimony? It is important to seek connection to your inner God so that the eternal God knows that you have chosen love over fear. It is written that this world is governed by the evil one, and it is clear to me she rules humanity with fear. It is important that you and I are clear in our choice of love over egotism and carnal gratifications. We must live in such a way that demonic activities that result from ancestral worship Satanic worship, obia or voodoo, is neutralized when it comes upon the energy field of a child of the living God. In the book of the Revelations, it is written that Jesus will vomit out lukewarm Christians. It is clear that a true Christian is either hot or cold. You have to be sure where you stand, because the wars we fight here on earth is not only with flesh and blood. We're dealing with spiritual battles. I recognize that my battle to share my story despite the dismissive behavior of family members is a spiritual one. I no longer want their validation or their compassion. My relationship with God has helped me to live without many things I once desired. My cup is filled with self-love united with the great I am love. I have never felt more free and blessed than this moment. I thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to more sharing with you. Hello and welcome to Kala Sun. I am Antonia. I, like everyone, want to be successful. I have had to redefine what success means for me because I have not been able to maintain a job to climb the ladder of success. I'm currently living in my mother's basement. I feel sometimes it is a perfect place to hide from the world. In November of 2020, I let go of my career as a barber cosmetologist. First, it was due to a medical treatment for carpal tunnel, tendonitis, and a little arthritis detected on an x-ray at the chiropractic office. I was in tremendous pain. I had to seek help and get a number of treatments before I could resume working. 
after my treatment and I was feel my hands were feeling good again, I just reevaluated my priorities and I realized that I needed to choose writing. I've had many years at normal careers and the one that I was, you know, thinking I could have as a career entrepreneurially was the Barbara, Barbara cosmetology one. I was renting a booth, everything. And then I realized that, you know, I was having issues with customers coming in because of COVID. Um, everything had slowed way down. I was hardly making a living. So I changed everything around. I sold my home. I moved in with my mother. I paid up rent for about one year. And I said to myself, this is the year that you do creative things and that's in your mind, you know, to do. And see what can, can happen. I know from past experiences that I would end up exhausted um, at the end of, you know, a six to seven hour shift cutting people's hair. I mean, at those franchises, they, you know, if I was to go back to one of those that I worked at for so many years, on and off, if they, they expect me to cut 18 to 22 heads of hair in six to seven hours of work. And I did it. But I know since carpal tunnel, tendonitis, all these things are going on, I would just end up having another flare-up, more pain, more problems. And then I won't even have time to write. I'd be too exhausted. So I had to let go of that profession and focus on writing my life story. And then I thought, there are some ways I can make money with my cell phone. I thought about going back to driving for Lyft. Then I would think about the customers, how shady some of them were. All the invitations I had from men, well, not many of them, but... You know, one invitation to prostitution is one too many. Um, anyway, I tend to be more willing to drive at night because I tend to feel better later on in the day as opposed to the early part of the day. Because as you know, and you may have heard from my prayer um, episode, I, I do live with fibromyalgia, but it's at the mildest level now. But one thing I'm not able to shake is no matter how I try to reset my body's timing, it just likes waking up later in the day. And and everything, it's like I'm more alive at night than I am in the daytime. It's crazy. I wanted to shift it, but I can't. And so most jobs that require a bachelor's degree, you know, you work in the daytime. And I have a bachelor's degree in business administration. You know, I've worked... Um, in as an eligibility specialist um, in family support serving like 2,000 families just paper pushing helping them to get their food stamps their child care uh, medicare medicaid for their children and for themselves cash assistance when they, you know there's no child support from the father you know following all these state rules regulations i have knowledge and i have skills but at the end if i'm not able to have a good scheduled time for my body to be able to be up and you know get going oh man it takes me so long and even when I have appointments in the mornings um, for therapy or a doctor appointment um, a lot of times I have to schedule them later on in the afternoon 
because the morning ones can be hard for me to get to if they're too early. Um, I still try though, but it's different to get to an appointment, you know, where someone's seeing you and taking care of you versus you being, you know, working in customer service and you need to be there to take care of someone. You need to be alert and you know how customers they customers are. They judge you by how you look and how you sound and just everything. I mean, people are so sensitive. It's like they're willing to take offense at just about anything and everything. So, so anyway, um, just thinking about these past jobs that I've had, you know, I think to myself, I'm glad for the experience. I don't have to wonder what it's like to be a general educator. I don't have to wonder what it's like to, um, you know, to do any of the jobs that I was curious about doing. Um, data tester, you know. Um, and some of them paid very well, but there were so many drawbacks, and I don't want to get into all of that. Some things I do have to leave out because that's not what this segment is really about. It's really about, you know, dreaming with anxiety, dreaming with, you know, medical ailments, you know, that, that plague my life and finding ways to overcome this new medication that I'm on, I, I basically am down to one medication, you know, once a day. And it has helped me tremendously. Paroxetine, um, which is a generic version of Paxil. I'm no longer checking everything twice. I can find things again. Um, anyway, it's just wonderful for me to, to be on it. And um, it just helped me feel like I can get other things in my life in order. Um, like I said, just slow down my thoughts. And so it helped me to be able to focus. And it's not enough to take medication, I know. So I apply spiritual principles as well. My spirituality is very important to me. And that's one of the reasons I wanted this podcast is to be able to share my spirituality and how it helps me to turn bad thoughts around um, and make them more positive. And so, um, being on medication makes that easier. It makes everything more within my control, so to speak. I joined TikTok so I could build an audience for Kala Sun. I named my podcast Kala Sun because I want to continuously remind myself and others to look on the bright side. The name Kala means sun, S-U-N. It is a Hawaiian word for the brightest star in the galaxy. <laughs> I did say that, you know, I feel in my spirit that I am meant to reach many people. And I don't think I'm trying to, you know, be egotistical when I say that. I just feel like I have so much to say and so much to give um, to others. And it would be easy for me just to blame my health issues for my lack of financial success. And, you know, but there's no point. I, I'm not going to give up. I, I push myself to be strong so that I can change my circumstance. Currently, I have no videos on my YouTube channel, but I am hoping to build up an audience with TikTok and then invite or inspire others to cross over into listening to Call a Son. And then um, I want to put on my YouTube channel you know, videos and the videos will be like music videos because I will be um, hiring a videographer for that 
and then I'm work, busy working on my songs, trying to perfect them, make them cooler. Um, I write the lyrics, and then I'm also buying a serato so I can work on the beats. And then the only thing that I would have to pay for is someone to mix the beats and the lyrics together. So that would lower my cost. So I definitely need to work and do something. Um, so the most I will do with my cell phone is probably... Um, and my cars go do deliveries, deliver food um, with like DoorDash. And or there's that one app called We Go Look where you can like go take pictures of car accidents or different things like that or damaged buildings for insurance companies and they pay you if you upload pictures that they can use. Um, so those are just things I'm thinking about. And I so I'm just eager to get those things out there and to show others what I can do, that I can sing, that I can write songs, that I can make beautiful music beats and, you know, that I have talent. And um, I also want to put my podcast segments on there as well. But for now, I'm just trying to build up um, an audience. I'm trying to figure out ex how exactly to do it because it wouldn't make sense to have it on YouTube and then also have the podcast on the pod have it on on uh, the various other platforms as well because then people will think oh I can just go to the YouTube channel and that's it I don't have to listen to the podcast when I in fact need them to listen to the podcast so I'm gonna figure out exactly how to maybe I'll just do one segment here or there and just to advertise it or something um, later on but I need to build up subscribers and listeners. So I understand that it's going to be a long road for me. Um, it's not one of those things that you can predict. But I have that hunger, you know, inside that, that wanting recognition for the things that I put out there. And if people like it, it means that it does something for them, you know. And so in a way, it's my way of giving too. And I've, I've always been a generous person. <laughs> anyway I am I've already done the 9 to 5 I'm thankful for the experience but it's just time to dream new dreams you know or to bring these dreams into fruition that I've been dreaming really for years um, I cannot give up until all the books in me have been written until all the songs in me have been sung um, I'm thankful to the creator for everything for helping my health improve for just find just helping me find people and good medical professionals that can help me do things <clears throat> I'm just looking at my notes here and I've probably lost my space because I've been just freestyle talking <laughs> anyways I think I've just about said everything that I wanted to say definitely you know um I wonder if somebody would like the song, uh, a song I wrote about my uncle and what he taught me about self-love. You know, there are always these things in your head, you know, that can, if you suffer from anxiety telling you reasons why someone may not like this thing or that thing, you know, you're 44 years old or you're too old to write songs for young people that they can relate to and so on. But, you know, I write it anyway and I'm going to sing it anyway. I have to let go of all the limiting beliefs, you know, every day. It's work. Um, 
but it's it's some days it's not a struggle at all and other days it's like all of a sudden but I know that I can accomplish what I want and it's more important for me to lend my energy to my dreams and my hopes because doubts and fears they've been like kryptonite to my progress and as I said before I'm not depending only on the medication I'm depending on me to stay focused spiritually and to turn any negative thought around for my own benefit. If you suffer from anxiety, know that you are highly intelligent and the arguments in your head will have lots of logical evidence as to why you won't succeed. But this means you're also intelligent enough to turn these thoughts around so that you can realize your dreams. You deserve to realize your dreams. We all do. No matter how big your dreams, you have to consciously push yourself to believe in you. Because only you can see that spirit puts what spirit has put in your mind. And the same is true for everybody else. So let's work to put into the world the best of ourselves and never allow self-doubt to rob us of the bright future we all deserve. I thank you for joining me today and I look forward to more sharing with you.